0: You're listening to the Blogger at Large Travel Podcast with founder Megan Singleton. Her tagline is the word in travel, and you will find nearly 1,000 posts filled with the best travel tips, ideas, and inspiration from around the world.
1: Welcome to my podcast, it's great to have you with us today, Sonia Lawson, the Regional Director for New Zealand of Tourism Fiji, and how exciting is your job right now, Sonia, with the fact that you're about to open up?
0: Oh look, honestly, it's been 20 months and we couldn't be more excited about Fiji opening its borders, it's fantastic.
1: So what's what's the actual date of the grand, Grand Hurrah?
0: So the border opens officially on the first of December for international arrivals, and this was announced back in October on the tenth of October, which is Fiji Day, by our Prime Minister Frank oh. Bainimarama. Um, and yeah, and and it's obviously it's been a long time coming. Fiji's really um, reliant on tourism; forty percent of the GDP wow. uh, is is the um, contribution that tourism provides to the economy there, and ov- obviously. Um, You know, about a third of the jobs, if not more, are tourism related. So for a small Pacific island, that's incredibly important. Mm. And so, yes, so 1st of December, they're expecting their first arrivals at this stage. Well, at this stage, predominantly from Australia. So it was really interesting what happened was when we were planning for all of this, The expectations were that it would be North American visitors who would be the first to touch down on Fiji soil. And then um, things sort of progressed really quickly, um, particularly in New South Wales and Australia. And then the government, not long after Fiji had made the announcement about the border, the government in New South Wales actually said, well, look, um, Australians can travel. And Qantas started scheduling flights to Fiji in December. And... um, and it's been all on. Australia has completely embraced the opportunity to get to Fiji, and I think in December and January they're expecting over forty thousand international visitors. Can
1: you tell us what what specifically is new? Uh, like, because I my last overseas trip actually was to Fiji uh, in December of twenty nineteen, um, and yeah, who knew? But anyway, so I guess you know, what have the resorts been doing? You know, have they been sort of hunkering down? Have they been doing any refurbishments and that kind of
0: thing? Yeah, absolutely. Firstly, I hope your first international trip after all of this is to Fiji as well. So do um, I. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Who knew? We were so lucky, weren't we, with all the travel and things. We just took it for granted. I don't think we ever will again. Um, yeah. But look, absolutely, there's been so much happening in Fiji. Um, Obviously, when the first, um, closure border closures happened in March. It was quite a shock to everybody, and everyone had to sort of work out how they were going to manage this. And no one, no one knew how long it was going to take. There were some resorts that um, that closed down completely. Some retained all of their staff. There's been quite a variety of approaches in Fiji. Um, what what we've seen though is that a number have taken the opportunity to upgrade or do you know do um, you know refurbishments and things like that that they had on the cards. So for example, the Sheraton Denarau, the um, you know large resort that we all know and love yes. in um, Denarau, that was already closed. And so what that means is they've managed to completely finish their total refurbishment of the resort, and it is reopening again on 1 April next year. The Sofitel was similarly in the middle of a refurbishment. And so suddenly having no visitors meant that they could, again, finish the refurbishment and so everything is completely new and totally ready to open up. There are some new products. There's a new sailing catamaran that's um, landed recently in Fiji that South Seas Cruises are going to operate as a day trip out of Generao, which is um, a ex- yeah. really exciting product, brand new, um, beautiful catamaran. Are they um, the ones
1: that go out to Malamala Beach Club? south sea yes. cruises yes, yes so so that i've i've done that before from dinner out to malamala so this is a different itinerary that they're going to do
0: yes so this is a complete new product they'll still be okay. operating malamala it's proved incredibly popular mm. it's the first um, the first uh, island beach club in the world malamala and it's it's gone incredibly well so this is a complementary product so this is going to be a large catamaran that you can go for a day trip from Dinarau and do some it actually sails so you will sail around um, in those warm waters with um, refreshments and it just sounds divine. Vomo Island has built two new residences it's a great small island resort and it has a mix of Sort of private berets and these these lovely residences, which are four or five bedrooms with their own pool and that kind of thing. So they've got two new residences.
1: I remember that. Actually, that was um, one of the places we went on the last trip that I went on to Fiji. We, took, we went out by helicopter, as you do. Uh, and there were two, they showed us around and there was um, sort of two swimming pool areas. And I think it might have even been an adults only pool and restaurant and things there so uh so that's going to be great so the residences would be like a single party booking or are they just more for we've bigger we've seen
0: groups? a real trend actually in new bookings and people are booking places like the residences for multi-generational reunions i mean families haven't had a chance mm, to get yeah. together while we've all been locked down True. and things so that's actually something we're seeing coming out of australia is a lot of multi-generational families and groups are booking these residences so that they can reconnect, which is one of the things we're all going to want to do once we're sort of able to travel. Yes. So, yeah.
1: Oh, how wonderful. So what else is happening?
0: I think one of the other things that's happened in Fiji is that the tourism workers who were out of work and things suddenly have all had to sort of reinvent themselves, and there's been a really organic growth of other sort of ancillary products that will enhance someone's oh. tourism experience a number of food trucks have popped up yeah. for example there are some workers who used to work um, in tourism and they've gone and started a donut making business oh. and just just random things like that yeah. which is a say, you know for a tourist there are some new experiences that weren't there before and um lancito who used to be the executive chef on malamala island that we talked about before he's opened a new restaurant in Nandi called kanu and he does a lot of sourcing of natural local ingredients and that kind of thing so there's been a real shift towards this kind of fiji made organic um nice. type of product so, as well which i think is really exciting
1: yeah so do you think that like Nandy itself is sort of becoming um, a place of interest you know obviously we used to just go over go out to dinner, hour, hunker down and stay in our resort um, unless we were going out to one of the islands but um, and Nandy itself was more like just the town you went to for supplies or that kind of thing but but obviously this new new restaurant there sounds quite exciting anything else sort of happening in Nandy?
0: oh there's always been I mean part of Nandi's charm is that it's a way that you can experience Fiji by going um the Nandi market are really interesting because you can go around and people are literally selling the produce that they've grown and it's a really lovely way of engaging with people um with the locals and I think what's super interesting for us is we've got this which i hope i will get a chance to talk to you more about is this care commitment which is a way that we can provide a safety net or some confidence for um, new visitors who are coming in that there's this health and safety protocol and places like the Nandi markets for example are looking at getting this care Fiji commitment protocol in place yeah. so that visitors when they do go and visit villages and the markets and any restaurants and things where locals visit they're assured that this these places have this care fiji commitment which means that everyone there is 100 vaccinated and there are some protocols in place. So I think that's really mm. exciting. I think that that this has been thought of quite broadly in Fiji taxi drivers, lots of touch points that tourists would have on their normal trip to Fiji before all of this happened a lot of those touch points are now going to be sort of within this corridor of health and safety protocols so that Mm. visitors can still experience that because that's the most amazing thing about Fiji is when you actually embrace the people and, you you know, their genuine bull spirit, that's what you come away with loving about Fiji as much as anything else.
1: That sounds really cool because I know that they were really leading the way with um, vaccinated hospitality workers and, in fact, proudly using that as a bit of an a tool to promote themselves. And I thought that they were on the forefront of that actually. And I could imagine that, and it's it is already now happening, that um you would find businesses proudly saying all our staff are vaccinated and what have you. And Fiji's been saying that for quite a while, haven't they?
0: Yeah, well, I guess that was their that's been their response to the they had an outbreak in April this year, yeah. which um has, has brought about a really robust and quite quick response as far as vaccinations go. As of yesterday, 88.2% of their eligible population were fully vaccinated. Wow. They've been using the AstraZeneca vaccine. And so the 5G commitment that's been put in place is particularly to provide a framework to provide confidence mm-hmm. to international visitors. And it's Sort of morphed and it's continuing to morph, and it's just becoming more and more of a wide ranging um, piece of work, I, I guess. They've recently, uh, as well as being a Care Fiji commitment approved operator, now all the accommodation providers are going to be accredited. So, Aspen Medical, which is a really large global medical organization, is now accrediting our accommodation providers. So, when you turn up to Fiji, there'll be a lot of it'll be very obvious that somewhere is a KFEG commitment property. Accommodation providers will all be accredited. So that means that they've got all of these protocols in place. In addition, they have testing of staff, regular testing of staff. They have testing capabilities and they have isolation capabilities, as well as a framework to how to deal with any situation that might arise. Every resort has a wellness ambassador who is fully trained as to how to manage any situation that may arise and they have a plan in place that has to have been looked at and approved so that's the accommodation yeah, providers that are accredited but, onto it <laughs> yeah every other touch point as I say including taxi drivers and including the supermarket on general all have the opportunity to become care BG commitment approved which is not they're not accredited but it does mean they still have a wellness ambassador they still have um, a protocol in place their staff are still 100% vaccinated and and on top of that mm. Fiji has a care Fiji app so it's a Bluetooth app so you don't have okay. to scan in and out like we do here it's literally a Bluetooth app that you turn on and you have to turn it on when you arrive at the airport and it will literally find out where you've been <coughs> excuse me
1: oh wow so-, so that's very much on the forefront gosh we could take tips from Fiji where have they This Bluetooth app. Where have they gotten that from? Is that out of Australia or is that some um, other international protocol that they've been able to hook into? I'm just thinking because in New Zealand we certainly don't have that, and it sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, I believe it is. It was adapted from either from Australia or Singapore. They've had it. They they actually had it before we had our COVID tracer app. Wow, they were onto this early on. So because of course the tourists tomorrow today they want some kind of confidence absolutely you know, yeah it's a bit unknown we haven't traveled for 20 months and so what I'm so proud of with Fiji is they've thought about all of this and they've mm. really spent a lot of time and effort and they're continuing to make effort and enhance the program and make sure that as much as we possibly can there's the safety net around wow. visiting it's also to ensure it's- that that local Fijians are kept safe as well. Obviously, yeah. it's a two-way thing. It's a partnership. It's a commitment yeah. to their local local people as well as the commitment mm-hmm. to the people arriving.
1: It's, it's very impressive. So, as a tourist, um, what do we need to do? Let's say we're allowed to go there from, say, I don't know, January next year. Um, what are the I know what are the expectations on tur- uh, tourist arrivals as far as protocol?
0: Yeah, that's a great question because there's so much going on in this space, isn't there? At this stage, so Fiji's are open to fully vaccinated travellers. They will accept anyone who's had a Moderna, AstraZeneca, Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And so you're going to have to prove that you're fully vaccinated. That's for people who are 12 years and over Mm -hmm. or under 12 years. Um, as long as the children are traveling with a, vac- a fully vaccinated adult, they're able to travel to Fiji. Before you leave, 72 hours, within 72 hours prior, you'll need a negative PCR test. And then once you arrive, you go and have three nights within a care Fiji commitment accredited accommodation provider. Okay. Yeah. And after 48 hours in Fiji, you have a rapid antigen test which is at your own cost, but they think they're costing about $10 Fiji oh, over there. Wow. So you pay and you have a rapid antigen test after 48 hours. And as long as that comes back negative, you are then able to go anywhere in Fiji that you would like. They are recommending though that people don't go to low vaccination areas in Fiji. But to be perfectly honest, it's those are not areas that tourists would generally go to. And there is a map on our website where you can see exactly where those areas are. Um, So within those first three nights too, Mm. what's important to understand is you don't have to stay in one hotel and you're not quarantined by any stretch of the imagination. What what it means is that you stay within the KFG commitment corridor. So you could arrive, get a transfer on a KFEG commitment approved transport provider. You could have one night in a KFG Commitment Approved Hotel on Denarau. You could then take a South Seas Cruises transfer out to another island out in the Mamanuthas that's KFG Commitment uh, Accredited, sorry. And you can do a day trip as long as it's KFG Commitment Approved. Oh, so wow. you can still enjoy your yes. holiday. Yes. It's just that all of your touch points at that yeah. in those first three days have to be the Fiji commitment.
1: So that brings me um, a nice segue into the use of travel agents who have obviously been hit really hard. Um, well, of course, it's my industry as well, and I'm very passionate about it. But um, I guess for travelers, it's a good idea to engage a travel agent because they'll be keeping up with all of these requirements, we'll make bookings accordingly, make sure your transfer. Is, is correct and all of that um even probably tell you how and where to get the tests done and that sort of thing
0: oh absolutely so. I mean for Fiji travel agents have always been such an important part of the puzzle for us I, I think something like 70% of our bookings are coming through travel agents and we cannot wait to be able to provide you know, business for agents and things. Before all of this happened and for a long time, Fiji has been the third biggest destination for New Zealand international travellers. So it's a really important destination and say we really can't wait till they're able to sell Fiji again. Our focus is definitely on ensuring our trade partners have the capabilities, the information and everything at their fingertips to be able to sell Fiji with confidence Mm. We're going to ensure that travel agents and their wholesalers are some of the first people to Fiji so they can see for themselves and experience it, which, again, makes it much easier for them to sell and pass on that information. But incredibly important to Fiji is the trade distribution, 100%. Oh, look,
1: that's so exciting. And I know that, you know, tourism is Fiji's lifeblood. And we talked about that right at the top. And it's so wonderful to hear how they've sort of pivoted with food trucks and things, and and I can't wait to get back, honestly. I bet you're the same. I mean, it was probably been like your second home for the last yeah, however many years you've been working for tourism, Fiji. So, yeah, let's all hope we can get on that first plane load of Kiwis out of here. <laughs>
0: Oh, honestly, I can't. I know that everyone at head office and, and everyone in Fiji is so excited that when yeah. that first plane lands on the 1st of December, there is going to be a party atmosphere in Fiji. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to keep going. And I honestly cannot wait. My favorite thing is when you get off the plane you get hit with that warm air like yes. you've been you know walking it into wrecks a hairdryer you like
1: a blanket. Yeah. and then
0: you hear the the men yes. in the arrival hall yes. that just the warms singing. my heart every time yeah. and I yeah. I cannot wait
1: Oh look! You've just taken there. us there. You've just taken us there. And then a little cocktail by some pool <laughs> or on some beach watching a sunset. What's your favourite food when you think of Fiji and you think about going back? Is there anything particularly that you just salivate for? For me, it would be what... coconuts. Oh,
0: okay. Well, see, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. I'm salad. Terrible. Oh, that's not going to work yeah, for you. Which is, which <laughs> is not going to work for me. Um, at two place which is a little restaurant on the main street um, on the way into Nandi they used to do these amazing spinach balls it's for someone who's not a vegetarian it probably doesn't sound that exciting
1: (laughs) no talk it up come on
0: I love those I'm trying to think some of the other favorite food but honestly the food I've had around Fiji I've been Boiled because the food i've had around fiji has been absolutely to die for yeah. it's, um especially now that they're really starting to use local produce some of the you know and remember the the lovely um little little side dishes and things that you can purchase on mala mala just just amazing yes. food and it's locally sourced more and more these days. And that to me is also something that's really worth celebrating.
1: Actually, that's a really good point to make because I first went to Fiji many, many years ago, probably in in the 90s, probably mid 90s. And people who are listening will have gone even earlier than that. And especially when you got out to the islands, the food was often the disappointing thing. It tended to not be locally caught fish or locally grown anything. And um, I remember lasagna and pizzas were on the menu and it was just like, oh, haven't come here for that. But it's lovely to hear you say they're really embracing um that. And, and I've been back many times since I've been to cooking classes, in fact, in Fiji And in fact, one of the most popular posts on my blog. Is um how to cook coconut chili prawns that I learned at the Outrigger uh resort in on the Coral Coast. So um yeah, no, the food is just the exceptional to get back there. Yeah, it's
0: fantastic. I, there's, yeah. there's been some amazing, there's this thing called Doctor of Dish, which is again supporting local fishing. Villages and things, oh, and they come. Dish. They oh. dock to dish. Yeah. So the locals go and fish in their traditional manner, and they bring the fish. And the chef from a number of resorts will choose the fish and purchase the fish off of the local fishing people. Often they fish woman as well. Um. Wonderful. So that's a really cool thing. That's yeah. sort of all these little, little organic emerging things that are happening in Fiji. A number of the resorts, I know Sixth Census is, has sown a massive garden um, with the assistance of the local village. And what they're doing with that is obviously they're going to use it um, for themselves to to produce lovely food dishes for their guests. But they're also teaching the villagers and the school children in the village how to use some of this produce that they're not used to using so that Fijians can also learn A variety of different cooking styles and things with this with this food that they're producing in their backyard so just some really lovely stories
1: yeah oh look I can't wait well thank you so much Sonia for your time and um yeah, I know. I speak for everyone listening to say we want to be on the next plane out, and um, wherever you're listening from, check you with your. <laughs> well, probably go to the website. Would it? Would where would they be best to go for some information about what's what's happening in Fiji, the latest info?
0: Well, at the moment, our website's got all of the travel conditions and frequently asked questions and things for the sort of how tos, but also there's a number of um, new new pieces of content on the website all of the accommodation providers and tourism products are ensuring that their listings are updated so that's a really good place to start or see your local travel agent as I say we're ensuring that they've got the up-to-date information bg.travel.
1: Okay awesome well I'm heading straight there now (laughs) and um, (laughs) thank you so much again Sonia I look forward to actually seeing you on a plane sometime soon.
0: (laughs) Sounds great thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Blogger at Large Travel Podcast with Megan Singleton. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can read more at bloggeratlarge.com or follow on Facebook slash Blogger at Large to ask a question or find out how to have your business featured in an upcoming episode.